Sex and Sensuality, the podcast, where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. We are here every Monday night at 9 p.m. chatting about tantalizing topics that most won't dare say aloud. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sex and Sensuality podcast, where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. And I am so excited to have you all join me. My name is Mika Nicole. I am your host. I also have my co-host with me tonight, Joy and Tony. And then we have a special guest tonight who I cannot wait to hear from. Her name is Candy. And she has some juicy, juicy, dirty topic to talk about which is polyamory and everything that comes along with being poly. So we cannot wait to get into it. Tony, tell me about your weekend. How you been doing? Uh, my weekend was okay. I'm a homebody, so I, I pretty much stay home. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. Sometimes we have to stay home, recoup, and relax. I get it. And Joy, how was your weekend? My weekend was great, as usual, working at the club on Saturday night. Those be interesting nights for me. So, you know, it's like <laughs> now every, I mean, every weekend. I'm sorry. I know that's right. I'm sure you meet some interesting folks, girl. I can't wait for you to tell me some of the stories. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and Candy, welcome to our lovely abode, honey. How are you? Well, I'd like to thank you for having me on the show tonight. It's going to be a very interesting show. Um, very, I've got a lot of things to say, so just looking forward to it. Well, we cannot wait to hear what you have to say. So we're going to start off tonight with our Gossip of the Night. So, Joy, take it away. Of course, this is, a to me, a little serious topic. I wouldn't call it gossip, but it is news. So I just want to say, um, I'm not sure how many of everyone heard about the Instagram model, um, Mercedes Moore, who was murdered. And mm. I want to say, guys, we have thousands of Instagram models, male and female. We have so many people that have OnlyFans page as well. And I just want to say, guys, be careful out there. There's nothing wrong with having these OnlyFans pages or being an Instagram model, male or female. But just be careful, guys, as far as w what you post. I'm not sure of nobody is fully sure of the details of how this person found her or got into her house. But he was in her house, no forced entry, and he murdered her and then killed himself. Um, they said it was a lot of writings on the wall that he wrote. And one of them was, uh, he said, I was used for my money and I fell in love with her. So uh, again, I don't know. We don't know yet. It's still investigating. But guys, just be careful out there who you interact with. Again, I work on at the clubs on Saturday nights and I see so much going on when it comes mm -hmm. to beautiful women and these men. When you get to drinking, watch your drinks, ladies. Watch your drinks. Because, again, I see a lot that happens. Yeah. Well, you've made some very good points. And I do think that that was such an unfortunate situation. I hate to hear that this happened. I have been, I'm not even going to say victim of a stalker, but I've had like a stalker before, kind of, sort of, who would call in on my last podcast that I used to host. She would call in every night that I was on and would sing me all these songs and um try to get me to date her. And then she didn't even care that I was with somebody at the time. So, you know, 
people listen to us, they watch us, and they develop in their heads their own fantasy about us and what they want from us and what they need from us and what they expect us to do for them. So we do, I do agree, Joy, we have to be as careful as we can. And I would, I'm not even a big time Instagram model, you know, so it can happen to any of us because we have an online presence and people will find us in a heartbeat. I've been out and people come up to me and they're like, Oh, I see you online. Oh my God, I see you online. And I'm like, how do you even know me? I don't recognize a lot of people from my Facebook page or my Instagram page. So anyway, yes, we have to be careful. Some good tidbits is to never share your location if you can help it. And I know a lot of times we are maybe paid to share our location, but if you're actually there in that moment, try not to share your location so people can come and find you. Of course, don't tell people what you have in your house. Don't leave descriptive, like don't give a description of your house. Try not to show your house or your house numbers online. Just always just try your best to be as careful as possible. And then the people that you choose to interact with online, make sure these people understand what your intentions are and make sure you understand what their intentions are as much as you can. So those are just some of my tidbits. Oh, and of course, Security cameras are important and alarm systems, definitely important. Women, get your license to conceal carry and learn how to shoot. And real quick, I'm definitely not an Instagram model either, but and I went to a park in my neighborhood a couple of years ago. And like Mika was just saying, you don't know who's watching. A lot of people are watching. You don't even know. Um, who's following you half of the time. But I was at a park and this guy came up to me and he said, you look familiar. And I'm looking at him like, who are you? And come to find out, he follows me on Instagram. I do not know this guy at all. Mm. But this so happens, he lives in my neighborhood and he goes to the same park that I go to. And I mean, he's he, thank goodness, wasn't a weirdo. He's an artist. But it still was so weird. I was like, wow, I'm not even, I don't even have thousands and thousands of followers, but it was just so crazy that I go to this park all the time and someone recognized me from social media. And I'm right. crazy. It is crazy. And even when I, real quick, like, you know, I've been on a few shows and the shows I've been on haven't been like, you know, series where people are like, oh my gosh, I got to follow this character in life. But it's just me doing my little commentary on Snap, Fatal Attraction for My Man. And people inbox me. They're like, I seen you on For My Man. And I'm like, who actually look for the people that are doing commentary? Like who would go and start Googling? I've never Googled anybody from those shows ever. Mm -hmm. So it's so interesting because these are people that aren't on my page, that aren't on my social media because they come in that little other mailbox, you know, so then you know they're not your friend. And they're like, I found you on Snap. And I'm like, how do you find me on Snap? You know, so yes, people will find you anywhere they can. If they find you interesting, they, they're coming after you. So you just got to be safe, be careful. Okay, Candy, let's get into our topic of the night. Thank you, Joy, for sharing that because that is such a good topic to bring awareness to. And we're going to move on to our little dirty mind topic. So, Candy, talk a little bit about who you are and what you do. And let's talk about this polyamory. All right. Well, I'm Candy. I am 
one of the cast members of Women in the Life Atlanta. Please um, follow us on IG. Um, and then I'm also owner and co-owner co- and founder of Kudos, which is a business, individual, and event marketing services. Uh, you can find me at k-udos.com. Reach out. Whatever kind of branding needs you need for your businesses, come come look me up. I've got you on everything. So um, I guess Mika has, as, as she has said, I um, I'm going to say dabble. Now let me go ahead and give y'all a disclaimer. I am not an expert on poly. I have not been in a poly relationship for years and years. I still, there's still a lot of stuff that I don't know. I can, I'm only speaking from my personal experiences. So if you watch the show and you're like, no, that's not how it is in my poly relationship. Look, this is just my personal experience. And, you know, I can't speak on everything. Well, real quick, because we haven't introduced the show that she's speaking of. So there's a show that Candy and I are both on. It's called Women in the Life ATL. And this show is currently in its production phase right now. So as we continue to go about our um, podcast, you will hear more information about the show, when to catch it on TV, and you may meet some more of the cast members. But Candy just happened to be one of my cast members, but she's one of my co cast members i don't know how to say it co-cast but and when i learned of her story on the show about polyamory i'm like oh my god this is such a great topic to talk about uh for the podcast so this is the reason why i invited her on and like she said she she may not be an expert on it but she more of an expert on it than we are so we're happy to have her (laughs) yes yes so my wife and i we are in a closed triad, we um, we're not currently in a closed triad. We only date within a closed triad, and what that means is there's three people in this relationship. We're all together. We don't go outside of that additional person. That person doesn't go outside of us. Where they're not dating other people. Where we are in a relationship, it's just us three. So that's what that's that's our setup. That's our um, that's the way it works for us. Okay, so as you talk, I'm just going to interject my questions, right? So my question for for this is, when you're in a closed triad, how does that work? Meaning that how do we make sure the person that is the unicorn, I guess, I don't know if if that's the right term, but a person that's not in the relation, like not you two, how do you know that person isn't with someone else? How do you ensure that in... If they do end up getting with someone, how do you actually, I mean, how do you handle that? So for us, um, we're very much into dating before we enter into a poly relationship. So we're in the, we'll go through the whole getting to know you phase. Just like if you're looking for one, one person, you know, we take them out on dates, they take us out. Now that's one of the stipulations with our relationship. We are very much in need, I won't say in need, uh, very much more attracted to that someone who is willing to put in just as much into the relationship as we are. Because we don't always want to be taken and taking somebody else out because, you know, people are really out there just to use somebody sometimes. And with us both being the type of women we are, we take care of who we're with. So it is more attractive to us for someone to take us out just like we take them out. Um, but we do the whole getting to know you thing, um, asking questions, we talk, and women are scandalous. Let's put that out there. Women have 
ulterior motives and everything of that nature, but they're scandalous. And you just gotta, you know, weed them out. You, you after a few times talking, you kind of know who's really into you guys for the both of you because of the situation, or someone's just looking for one of you and trying to phase out the other one, or you know, that type of thing. So it, it is a screening process. I can't give you a di- direct answer on. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that you said it's a screening process, but, you know, I do worry sometimes when I think about poly relationships and I've seen it happen, actually, where a couple decided that they wanted to bring another woman into their relationship and ended up the woman, the one of the partners and that woman they brought into relationship ended up developing their own relationship and they broke up that couple. So um, I've seen that happen and. You know, that would be my big worry in reference to being in a poly situation because sometimes it just happens where, you know, two people just have more of a chemistry than the other person in that partnership. So how do you all handle that? And you could just talk from personal experiences in reference to that. So for me, you know, we understand that there's three different relationships in a poly relationship. There's four different relationships. There's me and my wife. There's my wife and our partner. There's the partner and myself. And then there's us four, us three all together. So it really is, it's a requirement actually to have all these individual relationships because I'm not going to give the same thing to another person that my wife's going to give. And so it's natural that that person is going to gravitate to my wife if that's what they're looking for. Like if that's certain something that she does, she wants at that moment. It's natural that that person will gravitate to me if there's something that I do that she wants in that moment and vice versa. Like the the beauty of a poly relationship is everybody comes to the table offering something completely different. So what I offer is not going to be the same as my wife. We What we look for isn't going to be the same that either one of us offer. And it makes us more grounded in what we have going on. So everyone develops their own individual relationships. However, there is that fear in the back of my mind that, you know, oh, okay, they might get closer than we get close. Um, but I mean, I guess that's, and I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I was against Polly long time ago, long, long time ago. I said I would never would I ever. However, I have been in threesomes. Prior to my my wife, and that's how our, our poly relationship started was because we had talked about having a threesome, but we only talked about having a threesome prior to being married. After we got married, I was like, no, never, never, I would definitely not going to do it now that we're married. But you know, that's my best friend. I want to be able to do everything with my best friend. Let's try it. You know, let's just see how it works. Unfortunately, I'm not going to say unfortunately. But fortunately for us, the person that we ended up finding was very she had already been in a um, poly relationship she was a real life unicorn like everybody says she's a real life unicorn and she came in very understanding knowing that we were new to this and green to this and really just wanting to get to know us I'm not just gonna say that she didn't want to get to know us at first it all started off with just us wanting to all have sex but we, we took it there and it went something deeper because we started to get to know and ask questions and meeting her family and the child, her child, she met ours, you know, it just developed, it just happened really, really naturally. 
So it wasn't what either we were looking for, but it happened. And now that after it happened, we were in a relationship for almost a year. You know, now I kind of like, okay, now that she's gone, there's that, that void missing. Not to say that it was a void that my wife can't fill, but at the same time, it was a void. There's that one thing that she did that my wife doesn't do, you know, so. And that same thing for my wife and her. Like, they bonded over stuff that I'm, I can care less about. Like, y'all have that. And we bonded over stuff that she was like, I don't understand at all. <laughs> you know, so. Wow, that's an interesting hard. point. Yeah. I love that. Um, Tony, you look like you had something to say. No, I mean I'm I'm just listening. Um <laughs> polyamorous kind of works in in the gay community for men. Wouldn't necessarily work for me unless it was we all mutually met each other at one time and we went from from it from that point, but like if I was in a relationship with somebody and then all of a sudden they start talking about they want to bring a third person in as a polyamorous, I'm why? You know, like, <laughs> what could they possibly do for you that I'm not doing? You know, <laughs> that's going to be a problem. <laughs> so it's interesting. Enjoy. Interesting. Enjoy your thoughts. Heterosexual relationship. I have not experienced that. I do have a few friends that live a poly life. Um, so I definitely know what it looks like and I definitely hear um, how it is. For me personally, because of my personality, I would not be fond of that at all. Um, that's just based off my personality. Now, I've heard that it works, you know, for a lot of people, but I'm very territorial. So I just could not. I don't know. I think for me, it would be if we had a third person, I will always like you guys mentioned before, like that fear in the back of my head. Like, are they connecting deeper than me and him you know is she gaining his attention more than me like it would just be too much from my mental um I would not ever say I would never ever because you know we all say what we wouldn't do we don't know what we would do as life goes on but right now it's a no Well, one thing that, you know, I I love hearing um, your perspective, Tony and Joy, and thank you, Candy, for sharing all that. One thing that, you know, I feel is the biggest thing when it comes to these type of relationships are boundaries. We have to set some boundaries. There have, you know, there, there must be some type of expectations, boundaries and rules that we follow. And I feel like they need to be followed to the T. And if they're not, and if something, if you have a problem with them, instead of you going off on your own direction, doing your own thing, you need to come back to the table and and reconvene and talk about whatever you want to talk about when it comes to changing them up. If you feel like you need to change some things up, but it has to always be mutual. What are your thoughts in reference to that, Candy? And what are some boundaries that should be put in place? The three boundaries that you know for sure should be put in place. So I was the boundary queen. When we first started this whole poly thing, I had rules on rules on rules, but that was because it was something new to me and I didn't know and, you know, never been put in certain um, situations. Um, But there has to be some boundaries that some just absolute, you know, deal breakers like this is not going to happen anymore. Um, And I think the biggest three would be one for, and and this is in our relationship, um, again, it's different for other people. We don't have sex with our girlfriend 
unless it's an all three thing. We all have to be involved. It's no you and her without me. There's me and her. No me and her without you. It's a it's a all all the way or no. Um, so that's the biggest rule for me, um, especially because you connect during sex. Let's be honest. You connect really, you really connect during sex. So I don't want y'all out there having mad, passionate sex. And I'm like, not, not knowing what's going on. Um, Mm -hmm. so, and just because we all have sex doesn't mean we all have to participate. Now that's the second rule. Um, you can have sex, but sometimes I just want to watch. Or my wife just wants to watch. like, But that other person is in the room to watch, to see if there's something that might be going on that she that shouldn't be going on. So that's yeah. really number two. If we are all having sex, if you don't want to have sex, then you don't have to participate. But, you know, you've got to be in the room. Um, and let me tell you, most of the time, it might start off that way, but it'll end up with all three of us at some point. But there's been plenty of times where I just watched, and there's plenty of times she's just watched, and that's just been it. Um, and then I would say the last rule would definitely be communication. Communication on all parties. If something changes, if anything, if any feelings start to change, if anything becomes deeper, you know, it needs to be brought to the table. Let's talk about it. Okay, so why, why is, why has this changed? What has she did to make you feel this way like whether it's a good thing or a bad thing but if your feelings are getting deeper we especially need to talk about that and if you feel like it's not working let's sit back and talk about that because either we need to adjust what is what's going on or we need to just cut it off all the way period so communication is i say i say communication is number three but it probably should be number one um (laughs) but yeah those are the top the top so communication, no sex without the other, and then what was the other one? If you're if you are uh, not interested in having sex, but the other two want to, you still need to. You still need to be a part of it. I I think that's good. But when you said that, you know, the other person may be in there just to watch to make sure there's nothing happening. I feel like that takes the fun out of it because I don't want to sit there and just watch just to make sure nothing happens. I want to watch because I want to see some good old good good stuff going on. So I, you know, if my partner, if I'm if if I'm getting into something poly or threesome or whatever, and I'm watching, you better put on a damn good performance for me. That's just how I feel about it because I need to be turned on. Um, so do what you got to do to make this thing look real real good for me. Yeah, I know that's what I said. That's why we what half the time it might start off that way, but it don't end up that way. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tony, what you got to say? You always look like you're ready to say something, and I seen the little faces you made. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of curious about the point where she was saying you you didn't want the two people, two individuals, having sex without you. Um. But is that a polyamorous relationship? I mean, like, if all three of you are in a relationship together, then I couldn't see it mattering who's with who. Mm. That's very interesting that point. That's a great point. Um, and it is very relevant because not all, like I said, we are not the same dynamic as other poly relationships. This was just our role. Um, and our, our ex-girlfriend she that's the type of relationship she came from so she and we had we had talked about it she was like okay if i if you know me and you go out on a, a, a trip out of town and it's just the two of us you're telling us can't have sex and 
we were like, okay, you know what? This is still something new for us. So we have to take time, take our time to develop and get to that point because that's where deep, deep trust comes in. So because it was still very new to us, we never made it to that level to say, okay, you know, whatever. If y'all do it, y'all do it. I don't know if I can ever get to that level. I'll be honest with you. Because I like to know what's happening when I'm not, when, when you know, y'all go on a date, perfectly fine. Walk her to the door, kiss, make out, fool. But when it came down to sex, we all need to be involved in that. Um, yeah, that's yeah. interesting because it, 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 it's a lot of people who have those types of relationships. She was used to it. And I said, I, I don't say that we couldn't. I just know that for me, right up at the point where we were, it wasn't for me. Because it's interesting because like if you if they come home, they went on a date and they had a really good date and you sleep, like, is it fair for them to stop whatever passion they're feeling to wake you up or to wait until you wake up the next day or to wait until you're ready that it kind of makes it one sided in a sense. And that's why it's a no for me. Too many rules, too much work. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to figure out like. When you said that one person can give you something that the other person isn't giving you, like what? Conversation? Sex? I don't like money. I'm like I can see that happening, Tony. And I'm I'm gonna let Candy Candy give me one quick second. I'm just gonna say this, Tony. I can see that because when she was saying that, you know, you think about relationships. You don't always get what you every single thing you need from your partner. That's what they say. What eighty percent is is your partner, twenty percent is are your friends and family type of thing. So there is a such thing as if you bring another third party into the relationship, that person can be giving you those things that your partner isn't and that's okay if that works for your relationship but don't you think maybe you were the wrong person no yeah because i you would never get i believe i believe that that if you are with the correct nature person you're gonna get everything that you need tony (laughs) <laughs> we'll, come, we'll come back to your constellation mapping in a second, but that's not true because it's just it's not possible. But that's because you guys haven't experienced your perfect match. We've been together for ten years almost. If I don't know her by now, I don't know her. <laughs> but I know my wife. One thing she's not a she's where she lacks is the nurturing side. She's not a nurturer. She has everything else down packed, but she will tell you in the heartbeat that she's just not that nurtured person. Okay, I'm not. I'm not and even going to ask because we'll we'll I'll take a segment. Because that's course. something that uh, that's that's the part that I make up for in our relationship. She doesn't do it, so I do it for her. But I do crave that from another individual. Now, I'm not saying she's completely not nurturing. Can can I can, can I ask Go ahead. two questions and um. Mika, forgive me. <laughs> Ask these two questions, Tony, and then we're gonna move. I'm just I'm just I'm I just I'm just curious. What's 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 your what's your what what are you in life? Are you a are you you must be an earth nature, like a Capricorn, Taurus, or a Virgo, or which one? I'm a Pisces. Pisces. What's your wife? She's a Libra. 
I'm sure you've given the audience a lot to think of. And we would love to have you come back on again. We'll do a part two to this. Maybe maybe um, next episode will be a part two because I'm telling you, we already got into some things and we ran over time. So we got a lot more that we can discuss about this show. So let's go into our relationship question or our sex advice of the day. So the question is, how do you tell or should you tell your partner about your fantasies? And I feel like this relates kind of to the polyamory thing because it's like, should I tell my partner that I'm interested in having a threesome or that I'm interested in bringing another partner into bringing another person into our sex life? And how do I say that to them? And I'll just give you my quick thoughts and then I want to hear everybody else's. So my quick thought is this, you should always tell your partner what your fantasies are because you don't ever want this to come up later on down the line or you don't ever, let me just say this, you don't ever want to feel stagnated or uh, muted in your relationship and especially in your sexual um, part of your relationship. Now I'm going to say this, your partner doesn't have to agree with it or doesn't have to participate in your fantasies, but it's something good to discuss. Because maybe y'all can compromise a little bit. Maybe it's not about, okay, no, we're not going to do a poly relationship. But, you know, we can go to a sex club. We can watch some things. We can see what happens. Y'all can compromise on your fantasy if they're not actually interested in doing exactly what it is that you want to do. But you you do need to talk about your fantasies. I think it's very important to share with your partner what it is that you want to do sexually. And then I think it's very important for you to hear and understand that your partner may not absolutely agree with it but your partner should compromise on it with you those are my thoughts joy yes you should tell your partner what your fantasies are i've done it before and sometimes that night turns into very interesting you know very interesting conversation with the person you're with it sometimes is very hilarious um, <laughs> when you start talking about what your fantasies are. Now, do they play out with me half the time? No, but uh, <laughs> but it's still a thought like, hey, I have these thoughts and they're like, really? You know, but I've never uh, some of my fantasies I have not experienced yet. Candy, for me. Yeah, I could definitely talk to my partner about everything, all my fantasies and things. And I think that's kind of where the whole poly thing came about. Um, just like I said, one one foggy night, you know, let's just do it. We always talked about going out of the country and finding someone random to do it with. But then I thought about all the, the stuff that you, you've got to deal with. Like, does this person have an STD? Does this person have this? Like, you know, are, are they going to be some crazy stalker chick that we're going to pop up and knock on our door one day like I don't know um so we never did it and that's when I was like okay we have to start to get to know someone before we have sex with this person and that's where the turn went because you start to really we started to really connect with this individual that caused us both to be like okay you know we got feelings for you and that I think okay and this is a whole other topic Mika real quick I think that's the biggest fear that most people have when it comes to poly is to have a relationship with someone and being able to say, I love another person because it hurt me when my wife told me that she was falling for another woman, but it also hurt her to hear that I was feeling the same thing. So that's, oh, wow. you know, no one wants to deal with it. No one wants to hear it, but we did, you know, if we were being truthful and communicating with one another, we had to be honest about our true feelings for 
for our ex. So I think that will be a great topic to talk about next week for part two. Just what happens when you start falling in love with the person that you bring in? What if one of them falls in love and the other one doesn't? You know, how does that work? And we got a lot to talk about next show. Tony, let's wrap it up with you. Um, let's talk about the constellation mapping. If you have any advice on sexual fantasies, say that too. But definitely let's kind of wrap it up with constellation mapping and talk about candy, <laughs> candies and her spouse's signs. Yeah, I I think if you do have fantasies, you should share it with your partner. Hopefully they're not crazy, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't have any, but <laughs> constellation mapping. Okay, so when, when we're talking about polyamorous relationships, polyamorous relationships are going to more so be for people that are, once again, air nature and fire nature. This is right down their alleyway because they get bored very easy. They like variety and they like experiencing different people. And it's easy for them to do it because a lot of times they don't really have, they don't like mix emotions and sex a lot of the times. So it's really easy for them. And Candy's case, she is with a air natured woman. And Candy is a Pisces, which is a, a water nature woman. So technically, Candy, uh, she needs, she's supposed to be held in life. And the person that will hold her in life the best would be a Capricorn. Unfortunately, Libras is not in their nature to hold anything or anybody. Um, so they're not affectionate. They're not like the lovey-dovey, kissy, huggy-like type people, um, they'll probably come off like kind of cold and maybe heartless sometimes um, just because they're not, they don't wear their emotions on their sleeve and they don't live in the world through their emotions like the Pisces does. The Pisces lives in the world through their emotions. Everything's tied to emotions. So most people that are earth natured and water nature, they would probably have a more, more difficult time being in a polyamorous relationship because their idea of monogamy is usually just two people. Well, very interesting, Candy. Take everything what he's saying. This is this is just what he's feeling, but you got your own relationship. You know what <laughs> you know what your relationship is. But Tony does do this thing called constellation mapping. So he actually does a lot of talks on those. So I'll send you his information so you can look him up online just to kind of get a little idea of what he's talking about. But of course, we know everything is not meant for everybody. You know, it doesn't <laughs> relate to every relationship. So don't take it and be like, oh, this man tried to tell me my relationship is not right. No, you're good, girl. You're fine. Don't second guess yourself. But um, he does have a segment on each show where he dissects what we talk about and he related to constellation mapping. So that's the only reason why he did that today. All righty, guys, any final words? We're going to have Candy back here next week. We'll do a part two to this. We're going to talk about the emotion that comes with being polyamory, talk a little bit more about boundaries and expectations and how do you approach 
someone and tell them, hey, I'm polyamorous. And and how do you approach a third person to bring them into your relationship? So we have a lot more to discuss about this and I cannot wait for part two. I hope you all have a good night. Again, this is the Sex and Sensuality Podcast where we speak what your dirty mind thinks and we can't wait to see you next week. Have a good one. Good night. All right. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Sex and Sensuality, the podcast.